Welcome to the Chris Eurekian Show, where I'm going to talk about things that I care about, things that you care about, and things that you might not care about, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Chris here. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast, uh, the Chris Eurekian Show. So this first episode is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, just because I think there's a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to cover coronavirus and pretty much everything in between. So, um, how I'll talk about how I how I heard about it. It was probably in uh, January where I first started to see the first wave of news come in, and it wasn't here local in the U.S. Um, the initial kind of news outlets that I saw I was scrolling through my Facebook and stuff like in Europe like in on BBC News I really started to see that there's this virus in China and it was in Wuhan and um, it's pretty bad they're locked down etc etc I remembered SARS and MERS and I was kind of younger at the time but I remember that that was happening um my background, uh, I worked in the movie theater industry, and then uh, I transitioned to environmental and occupational health and safety. So when the news was first starting to come out, the impact in the U.S. was non-existent. Come February, we start seeing other countries are affected, South Korea, Italy and again not much effect here in the United States but the dialogue has started Um, and then in March I won't say what organization it is but in March uh, at work we start scrambling a bit we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do in case this thing does touch down in the United States we're starting to see cases and Um, our organization is starting to scramble and we initiate pandemic protocols. We don't really know what's going on. Or is this, is FEMA gonna drive into our cities and take all of our resources? And are we gonna have National Guard in the streets? We, We have no idea what's going on. But we slowly start to put measures into place, uh, not just in our organization, but across the U.S. First step, all right, large crowds, no gatherings. And then those numbers started to shrink from 500 to groups of 10, 5. I don't know if it got to 5, but it, it got pretty small to where eventually they said no large gatherings. And throughout this process, everybody is starting to put measures in place like extra cleaning Um, at this point people who are wearing masks were seen as the people who were panicking obviously now they're looking back they were the smart people but the virus at this point is so far spread that by the time we get to the end of March everybody is locked down Um, our organization immediately saw a huge decline in sales and we start cutting our workforce Um, so in 2008 I was 18 
I was uh, just starting college, community college. Um, most of my friends were in college. So I heard I heard there was like all these layoffs and stuff going on at the time, but I didn't I didn't really think too much about it. Um, I knew it was bad, but I mean, it wasn't impacting me personally. Uh, for me, it was my teachers or professors uh, were probably getting laid off. So the ability for us to get classes at the time was getting harder and harder and harder with all this demand, students wanting to go to school and not enough professors to, to cover the demand for students. But it didn't really, it, we didn't feel it. Um, knew it was bad, but didn't feel it. That was always in the back of my mind leading up to this. Um, a couple years ago, I was I saw unemployment numbers were record lows, and I thought, damn, that's that's awesome. Um, but I know trees don't grow to the sky, and the economic cycle is gonna come full circle, and there's gonna be a recession, and people are gonna lose their jobs like everyone else never in a million years did I think it was going to be what happened so the first round the layoffs start and this was obviously I didn't know if I was safe I didn't know if my team was safe but I the, the round started and it was probably one of the hardest things for me to witness um fortunate or unfortunate I don't know how you want to see it but I didn't personally have a hand in deciding who went but I worked close to those who did sat in the meetings and it was it was hard and just it was there was there was some other bureaucratic things that went on because of the nature of our organization but it was hard and then it just didn't stop every single week from March through the end of April from the end of March through the end of April a combination of layoffs and furloughs started to happen and it was at all levels um, from high level senior director positions for national nationally all the way down to front lines locally um, so it's small businesses were a huge chunk of my organization's cash flows so when small businesses are shutting down, um, it hurts the greater economy. So, I I just I, what what is this? The government steps in. They start printing money. They are saying we got to keep our economy propped up. Fantastic. They are issuing the twelve hundred dollar checks to everybody. Fantastic. We all know where that twelve hundred dollars is going to go. It's probably going to go to rent, which is going to go full circle back into the pockets of the banks, because you know, you get you get your twelve hundred bucks. You lost your job. You got to pay your rent. You pay your rent. That rent goes to your landlord. That landlord, more often than not, has a mortgage, so they're going to use that twelve hundred to offset their mortgage, and then it goes back into the pocket of of the bank. So it's always full circle. So it's not this whole thing wasn't really to give people money. It was to sustain the system. Um, it was to make sure that the country could essentially pay their bills and keep the debts alive. We the second people start defaulting on debts, small debts first, credit cards, then it goes to car payments, 
identicals to mortgages. And then corporate debts start to default, and then you start seeing that's, that's when it's really bad. Unemployment high, mortgage foreclosures, and corporate bankruptcies. We're at a point right now where we're seeing some of that on the corporate level. The housing is surviving, but corporations are going bankrupt. And if they go bankrupt, that unemployment number is not going to come back as fast as people think. So as of this recording, it's May 6th after almost a month and a half of lockdown. A month and a half of people sitting at home. Um, those who are fortunate to be working are working remotely. And then you have your frontline workers who are out there in the hospitals and servicing uh, essential businesses are out there grinding away, covered head to toe, scared shitless when they go back home if they're going to pass it on to their family. Um, and what are we just... It's So it's May 6th. Wednesday, uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day, and I went and got tested on yesterday because my mom's gonna come over. I haven't seen her in two months, but it's Mother's Day, and my mom is super high risk. Uh, she has tons of underlying health conditions, so I have no symptoms, um, but uh, I'm out and about a lot because I'm fortunate enough to be in the essential list, and um, we did have um, an exposure or two. Uh, within my social circle, uh, but I'm fine. But I, I can't. I'm, I have to get tested before I come in contact with my mom to at least make sure that she's okay. And this is something I think is gonna be. We're gonna live with this for a, a little while. Um, come summertime, we'll slowly start to open. Come fall and winter, people are still gonna want to be really cautious i mean my dad is in his 70s i'm not jumping up and down to uh, go and sit down and have dinner with my dad all the time or even um, uh, spend long periods of time with anyone who's high risk so this is something we're gonna have to live with um once this thing passes, it's safe to say that society as a whole is going to look a little bit different. It's not going to be uncommon to walk into a restaurant and have your temperature taken. Um, at least initially. I don't know how, how long that's going to last. I'm hoping that it doesn't last long. Actually, in my opinion, I don't think that's going to happen uh, too long. You know, when you're stuff like airplanes, when you're talking about security and stuff like that, taking off your shoes, it makes sense long term to have that kind of experience. But uh, restaurants, yeah, you're going for the food, but there's you're you're going for service, too. And if if it's going to impede your ability to get good service, restaurants are not going to do it. Um, the biggest thing I'm worried about right now is. Once we open, they're talking about how we're going to keep track of people, contact tracing. If this person got the virus, I want to know where they were, who they came in contact with, so I can notify those people, so they can notify their people, etc., etc. Apple and Alphabet Google are 
leading the charge. And honestly, I was really, really nervous at first. But they are taking a lot of steps to make sure that people's privacy is protected. Because this is, this is a lot of power to give to somebody or an organization. And uh, it reminds me of that scene in The Dark Knight. Um, where Batman is trying to find the Joker. And they cre- he creates this machine. And Morgan Freeman's character um, says, you know, this is wrong to, to track people in this way. And uh, he tells him, I'll help you this one time. But as long as this machine exists, I'm not going to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, they did the, the right thing once it served its purpose. They destroyed the system. And I am not confident that uh, our companies in the U.S. are going to do that. Um, we need some kind of legislation to fight this shit. Because unless it's written in black and white and it's something you can litigate, companies are going are gonna to exploit it. So I'm hoping some legislation comes out on this. Uh, to make sure that once it serves its purpose to dismantle it and to not use it again because it's too much power for for these organizations to have i mean it's bad enough that they have the power they have now with all the data they collect but contact tracing um, is just it's too much yeah we need it right now but it can't be it, it can't go unchecked has to come and go we got to have an end date So a little preview on what else is to come. Episode 2, like I mentioned, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the coronavirus stuff and talk about the future. Um, I'm going to talk about um, what the world, I think, will look like in terms of education, jobs, and uh, some of the some things people are doing when it comes to school and the misperceptions they have and um, what they're doing it, at work, um, kind of trying to recession-proof uh, your value and things you could be doing to make sure that if stuff like this happens again, you got backup plans because you never know if the government's always going to be there to help you out. Um, movie theaters are near and dear to my heart. My heart's breaking right now what's happening with that industry. So I'm going to do definitely do an episode on that. Um, talk about, uh, we'll do a, like a money and a financial episode. I'll talk about uh, what people are doing with their money during these times, um, how to position themselves properly moving forward. Not a financial advisor, but it's just going to be my opinion. And um, then we'll, by the, we'll we'll be getting closer and closer to election day. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, the election. Um, I won't really. I I do. I am super passionate about one side over the other but i'll try to focus on the issues but no promises i'm going to be successful because i do get a little passionate about it but we'll see i'll do my best to keep it neutral which i probably won't but i'll do my best enjoy the rest of your day guys and uh see you next time